Welcome everybody to Ink Industry TV. This is uh, your host Wolf, and you got Nick, and we're going to talk about tattoo-related things and entertainment, pop culture, and pretty much whatever crosses our mind. Cool. Um, so this one's going to be uh, problems with the tattoo industry and a lot of the the crap that you see go on in the shops. You know, scalping each other's clients, all the way down to sabotaging other artists. You know that kind of stuff, and kind of see what uh, see what you have to say about that since you've been in how many shops now? Um, as of today, sixteen different tattoo shops I have uh, contracted with. Okay, and then how long have you been tattooing? Uh, Fifteen years. Cool. All right. Well, what are some of the problems that you've run into throughout the years, just in various shops? Um, well, we can start from, you know, chronological order, uh, from newest to oldest, from, you know, from the beginning. Um, the common problems that I come across is tattoo shops like to promote an idea of family and unity, but that is just a uh, pillow talk. Uh, the, at the end of the day, whether they're a commercial shop owner or they're a, a tattoo artist permanent makeup artist or a piercer they are solely about themselves um and there's a duality uh with these people and their their principles or practices of life they will tell you one thing but the moment that it it benefits them they will put a knife in you like that i have watched time and time and time again have you ever had somebody do that to you in a you know in a the past yes of course i have multiple times if not in every single shop that i've ever been in there's uh jealousy um you know everybody can be guilty of jealousy it's the idea of do you allow that to uh, foster inside of you um for our listeners here jealousy can be like a, a snowball down down a hill the, you know it picks up momentum gets larger and larger and before you know it you have some monster that's just out of control um, so it's really good to catch it and, and nip it in the butt before you find yourself, you know, seething over something you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even be in competition with in the first place. As the old saying goes, you know, you should only be competing with yourself better than you are. You should be or attempt to be better than you were the day before, not with, you know, who's to the left of you, who's to the right of you. However, um, a lot of people miss this and they will... Well, in my case, because I'm, I've spent a lot of time practicing my art skills um, from an academic standpoint, objectively, um, from a point of where I, one time I wanted to work at Disney and or EA Games, and they require, you know, they, they have expectations. You can't just fake it. You have to know fundamentals in art, um, composition, uh, rule of thirds. You're creating a product that's going to be sold to millions to tens of millions of people and something that a company puts billions of dollars into. So you, you have to bring results. You have to work on a team and you have to follow direction. Now, being a tattoo artist, you're a contractor and that's really left all onto you and how much you want to push yourself or not push yourself. But a lot of tattoo artists, they don't drive themselves. They're more or less in love with being a rock star without putting the work in to be the rock star. And so when a, a man or, or a woman, oh, even, even it's even worse if a woman comes in 
and she or he is really skilled at their art. And let's say they've been tattooing less than the people around them. There's a lot of hate. And those other artisans will get into their feelings, their emotions, which is very subjective. And they will um, do whatever they can do to get rid of what they perceive to be a threat. I guess ultimately, at the end of the day, they're fearful. And to protect themselves, they get angry. And they view you as a threat to their livelihood. So it's, I suppose biologically, it's only natural to get rid of your competition. That's not how we're supposed to be working in this uh, civil society. Do you think that that a lot of these artists get into the shop with that kind of mentality right from the get-go? Or do you think that they usually have good intentions and then ultimately, you know, sacrifice those good intentions when they realize that they're not as far ahead as maybe another artist at the shop? Well, in my practice and uh, knowledge and information in the tattoo industry. Um, that's a little bit more of a complex uh, question because it's not as cut and dry. I believe overall, through, through once again, through witnessing this, through fact, there's nothing but good intentions on these people. However, most of these people that become tattoo artists, it's usually because they have a thing called civil tus mortus, which they are felons former criminals or they just don't fit in society for one reason or another they ultimately come into the tattoo industry as a means of making an income for survivability obviously however the tattoo industry can be very much like a um a biker association or a gang for that matter it's very tribal and has a hierarchy and these men and women that come into the tattoo industry um, end up being uh, subjects, as in like the old school way of being a subject. You know, you you want to be what you want to be a tattoo artist. You're gonna have to, you know, do your tithing, pay your dues. In other words, and that can end up being emotional abuse, physical abuse, um, or just just abuse in general from these people. So it ends up creating this um, highly aggressive environment for these new people that want to become tattoo artists it's almost as though it gets lost that you're an artist you're you're here to draw paint and then ultimately put that piece of artwork on somebody's skin it, it has its own life it's, it's its own biome so that being said people have good intentions when they come in it can get really muddied up depending on who is instructing you right who is your who are you apprenticing under and that can be you know, trauma. Honestly, these people deal with trauma. A former, uh, we'll just say a co-worker, another tattoo artist I worked with, his apprenticeship, he got the shit beat out of him. That was his day-to-day -day routine. Um, not only that, then emotionally, he was, you know, attacked all the time, told he wasn't good enough, couldn't amount to anything. And then quickly, on the other hand, would get uh, backhanded compliments. And this was an ongoing thing for him for year after year after year until one day, he decided to stand up, and he beat the shit out of the guy that kept beating him. But I can tell you that it still reverberates throughout his whole entire career because now he's always in this defensive stance. Well, you know, him and I butted heads just because of his jealousy. And that fostered it. That abuse through all those years and all those tattoo shops he's dealt with, that's why he is the way he is.
Do you think that uh, a lot of times the shop owners have a lot of influence on that? Maybe with the structure of the environment, you know, maybe uh, taking advantage, you know, um, of a lot of the artists at the shops as well, treating them more one way or another, you know, just, you know, uh, dictating them how they're going to do things, when they're going to do them, all of that. Well, that's a fact. That's a hundred percent truth right there. And you know, the, the, this is not unique to the tattoo industry. This is all industries, especially if it's a, a craft, right? An artisan, an art. You could be an attorney. It doesn't matter. You could be a police officer, military. You could, it doesn't matter. A videographer, cinematographer, it all has a hierarchy. And yes, people that have a tattoo shop, which let's just be clear for the record, that's a commercial facility that is being rented, all right? It's not this big grandiose thing, but they do. They uh, These owners of the, of the shops, the ones that are renting it, feel entitled. Basically, uh, I could give an example is, it's kind of like if someone lent you five bucks, they'll expect 20 bucks in return because they did you such a favor. And maybe they did, but the rules of the of the land are quite clear. It's an eye for an eye, it's, it's called being even. The maxims of law even denote this. And so these tattoo shop owners break those principles all the time. They put these artisans through hoop after hoop after hoop. Once again, just like I stated before, it fosters bad um, energy, emotions, drama, drug addiction. Many tattoo artists deal with substance abuse. Um, a lot to do with their own industry. Okay. And, um, you know, that being said, then, um, do you feel like one of the biggest problems would be just the artists not having enough business knowledge, you know, in general to, to understand what's right, what's wrong, what the shop owners can do and can't do, you know, what, um, what, you know, they're supposed to be paying and not supposed to be paying and, and that kind of stuff. Um, do you think that if if they had a little bit more of the opportunity to be educated on these things, that a lot of these mistakes wouldn't happen as often? Well, yeah. Um, in my practice uh, and through observation and working side by side with other contractors, that is, i.e. tattoo artists, they're ignorant. They don't know the law. They don't know anything about business. And it's even more compounded when you have a tattoo shop owner that's just as ignorant. Um, yeah, it's more of a crabs in the barrel mentality, each of them picking at each other. Nobody can get to the top to get out of the fucking barrel. <laughs> They're just ripping each other apart. So yeah, uh, it's not conducive in any way, shape, or form. Most, well, not most, I would have to say all of the tattoo artists that I have met don't get it that they are their own boss. They don't get it that they have their own separate and single business whether they be a sole proprietorship, uh, an LLC, LLP, or incorporated, they don't know this. They don't, they don't get it. They think with a nine-to-five mentality. They think they, they are an employee, which employee really just means subject. And the king, in this case, is going to be the facility uh, owner, i.e. tattoo shop owner. And it's either my way or the highway, so all these tattoo artists... They just bend over and and take it. Even though they're not employees. Correct. They will take it because 
Um, the industry is, you know, small niche group of people, word spreads and, um, you know, you can alienate yourself really fast by bucking, uh, the horrors. Well, so how, how important would it be for these artists, um, to make sure that they differentiate or truly understand the difference between an employee versus an independent contractor? They're going to have to know themselves first. That's ultimately where this always comes down. No matter what the industry is, you need to know who you are. You're the one that gives the value here. All right. You can have a tattoo shop owner, right? We got the facility. All right. So without us tattoo artists, what do they have? They have nothing. And even if the tattoo shop owner is a tattoo artist, him or herself, they can't tattoo everybody enough to keep that business afloat because the cost is incredibly high, especially within certain states. So they need the tattoo artist to be there. They need the contractor to be there to help facilitate their personal dreams because this is a joint business adventure between the tattoo artist and the facility, or i.e. tattoo shop owner. And once tattoo artists realize that they ultimately hold the power here, what will and will not happen, they'll be able to, a distribution of power will be able to be even then. Okay. And, and so then it would be, you know, extremely important and even, uh, beneficial to the artist to actually put everything in writing, have a a legitimate contract, even if the shop owner doesn't really want that, like, like maybe they're questioning why you want a contract, even if they're friends, like, let's say they're, they're friends for, you know, 20 years or whatever, and they decide to open a shop and the one person's going to be the the owner and the other person's going to be one of the artists, you know, it would still be, even if you're friends, important to have that, that contract in place. So that way you're both protected and that way your friendship is protected, right? Yeah, no, that that's correct completely. Um, you know, to our audience, you know, there needs to be an, an understanding and an overstanding, okay? You need to comprehend this. There is this thing called a public and then there is a private. So contracts are important in both aspects. It protects both the parties, and regardless of whether you're private or you're public. And just for you guys to know, public does not mean you and I and everybody else. Public means the government, okay? That means an interest. The government has an interest in it, such as if two people got into an argument at a tattoo shop and got into a fight that's called breach of peace. That is a public interest. That's why law enforcement can go in there and do this. That's why you can pull your contract and say, hey, your honor, such and such did not follow to the agreement and caused this problem, which led to a physical altercation, which led to breach of peace. This is why the contracts are very important. One, both parties understand, which means to be under the authority of the stipulation between the parties kind of quid pro quo. There has to be just compensation between each other or consideration thereof. So a contract will protect you tattoo artists out there. And if a tattoo facility doesn't want to have that, then you probably shouldn't be doing business with them at all because they don't have good business practices and their intentions are to be furtive and possibly harm you in the long run. So think about it kind of like a relationship. You know, whether you're dating a guy or girl, um, it needs to be beneficial for both. 
it can't be one-sided it has to be fair and if you know yourself you'll respect yourself and you won't allow that to happen okay and as far as um you know how payments should be structured inside of some of these shops you know um, there's a lot of shop owners that just take from the pot, you know, as clients come in and stuff. Um, what kind of issues can, can arise from not having a set, you know, pay scale and pay system, pay system and dates and stuff like that. You know, what kind of issues can arise in, in shops, you know, that are, uh, you know, the owner just comes in and picks the pot whenever he feels like it. Well, technically, uh, you know, from a legal standpoint, that would be embezzlement. Even if you're the owner and you're the only one there, you can still be charged with embezzlement. Um, you are operating a business. A business is single and separate from you, okay? And a business in the, in the public, you know, it has a public interest. So a tattoo artist or tattoo shop owner not following the stipulations within a contract, whether it be written or oral constructive notice of some contract, um, this is where the, these problems are going to arise uh, and there's going to be conflicts. With all the, the industry issues that you've experienced throughout the years, you know, do you feel that you have more issues with, the, uh, with other artists or do you have more issues with the shop owners? My problems, the, the polemics that are going on, um, they've never changed really. I mean, what has changed is from the beginning till now, I've just gotten better at my craft, which has, that has hindered me due to jealousy or competitive nature of others. Um, but honestly, um, I've kind of worked myself into a position <clears throat> where I'm alienated because I'm really, I really have never was a part of the tattoo industry. I don't look like a tattoo artist. I don't walk, talk, or sound like one. And I'm not a part of their their circle their their they got their own biome you're just not a part of their world <laughs> all right and i never really wanted to be a part of their world i don't even call myself a tattoo artist i'm an artist that just so happens to do tattoos not, not you know not being part of that world or whatever or not fitting that image well, do you feel that your your art is more of a, you know you being so good at your craft is more of a hindrance as far as getting clients as well? Um, or do you feel like it's just a major problem with the shops? The skillship definitely puts, you know, me on the radar of people that are less than they're mediocre and by no means am I special or anybody is really special. It's just that some of us choose to hone in on our craft and others don't. And that's, you know, that's a personal choice. Um, as stated before, my problems have always been the same. And the biggest problem, even with clients, um, and other tattoo artists or tattoo shops is I don't let anybody take advantage of me. I set the terms and you either accept them and get the service or you don't. The choice is yours. And within the tattoo industry, because I'm not willing to play the game, uh, that hurt me. That has alienated me from everything. Uh, even trying to, let's say if I wanted to do a guest spot at a tattoo shop, it just doesn't work out because I don't even have to say anything. They can feel it. That is the tattoo shop owner or other artisans around that I'm a no-nonsense man. 
I won't take any nonsense. I'm very polite, very respectful. I don't yell. I don't have any reason to. Not gangster gangster. I'm professional. But there is a vibration from me that people with bad intentions or intentions to take advantage of, they can feel that's not going to fly. And that alone, that alone puts a big block. Because unfortunately, it would come to be as a fact that the majority in the tattoo industry are really there to take advantage of other people for their own benefit. Self-enrichment. And that's a sad thing. Because they don't have to do that. They would just realize and know themselves and know their own potential. Realize clients aren't going to disappear. It's not limited. You don't need to step on each other's necks in order to get ahead. What's meant for you is meant for you. That's just the way it is. And if they knew this, they'd be a lot happier. Okay. And, you know, with that in mind, then, you know, do you think that a lot of these artists are the way they are because they're not happy? Or do you feel it's just more greed than anything else? Well, what is greed anyways? And just like I said before, if someone's angry, that's just a defense. That's not an actual natural emotion. It's derived from the emotion of sadness because you're hurt. Um, what is greed? Like, obviously, you have something that's, you know, you can't quench that thirst. Whatever it is, you feel like, oh, I've got to have the most out of it. So really, you have to look at the psychology where it's coming from. And I believe that that all comes once again feeling like you're not going to get enough. You're not going to survive somehow. In their mind, they're not surviving. That it's the end of the world at all times. And this really shows them what they choose to do and not do. What about the the artists that are more successful that, you know, that are doing fine, you know, that, that also still show that greed, you know, or that, that. I've never witnessed them having greed. I've had, I've seen them be jealous or feel like someone is going to come in and harm them in some way. Uh, there's a local tattoo shop, very well known. They're very expensive. I, with respect, I call them one trick ponies because they only do one style, but they do that style really, really well. They're good artisans. And the owner of that shop, you know, he has no reason to have any sense of jealousy over me. He can't do what I do. But once again, we're not competing with each other. He does what he does. I do what I do. But word was down the grapevine from other artists that he felt some kind of way. And not because I ever did anything. We don't even know each other. Ultimately, I think he felt that I was a threat to his livelihood, to his business, to a potential that, hey, I just can't have this around. And that's not because of something I did. Well, he's been screwed over in the past. So I'm sure somewhere in his mind, he's like weighing his options. Is this a benefit or is this not a benefit? Is this a consequence? Is there danger here? And that's what we all do at the end of the day. We're always weighing options between, uh, you know, benefit or is that a danger? No different than the old lady walking on the road and sees a tattooed guy walking on the same side of the walk and she walks across the street and holds her purse tight. It's really nothing personal. It's just an assessment. Is this a danger or is this not? Okay. Um, do you have anything else you can think of that you want to talk about as far as the tattoo industry as a business, you know, and some of the problems that you've, you've run into in the past? Well, as I stated before, I mean, in closing, know yourself. Stop spreading yourself thin. Just stop. There's no reason to. You don't need to sit there and show your resume to anybody. 
That means you don't need to go on the defense all the time about, you know, uh, to impress someone. If they don't believe you, they don't like you, whatever else, then fine. It's not meant for you. Yeah, that's going to suck sometimes because you're like, well, I need to make money or I need to do whatever it is that's compelling you to do something. But if you know yourself, you won't you won't feel the necessity to do that. You don't have to fight anyone or anything. You're an artist. We all typically have the same goal. We want to create amazing art and we want to make our clients happy and we want to get wealthy off off of what we're doing. You know, that that's it. Those three right there. So work on those. If you do these things, you, the listener, and know yourself, so will the next artist and the next artist. It'll fix itself. The uh, industry will mend its own self. These predatory pirate nature that we end up finding because people have emotional damage for whatever reason, you know, eventually it'll heal itself. No need to be gangster. There's no need to be tough. You're an artist. You do paintings. You tattoo. And also, be open to criticism. Because you can't do better without someone pointing out where you messed up at. You just can't. Cool. All right. Well, our next episode will be on, uh, you know, treating your shop like a business and not a playground. That'll be more directed towards the shop owners. Um, but, you know, there's a lot on there for the artists as well. Because, you know, again, you are an independent contractor. So that is your business, you know. Um, one of the big issues that we run into with a lot of the different shops is people not being professional, people treating their shop, you know, like, again, like it's their own personal playground. And not only does that, you know, look unprofessional to customers, but it can actually cause physical liability or harm to people that could result in major lawsuits um, or some other kind of damages. So um, our, our next episode will we'll cover a lot on that topic. So uh, check us out next time.